why they was able to end the game off with you. They completely played against their strength. And to me, I don't necessarily feel like the way um I feel like the way Lamar played was more him than coaching. Welcome back to another episode of the CVMK show because it is what it is. I am your host, the one, the only Mr. CVMK33 himself. Coming back with another one. Look, we have an amazing episode because we have an amazing guest. But before we get into it, if you want to keep seeing amazing guests and amazing episodes like we have on a day, because I promise you I'm going to do one live episode a week. And it's coming on Wednesdays. I got a special one coming on Monday. Stay tuned for that. But this live episode is featuring the one, the only, Steve Simmons Jr., a.k.a. Steve Speaks. We're going to get into the wide world of sports. But, look, we got a couple things. First of all, I want to thank you. Thank you for being a friend. <laughs> and the words that go to girls. You got us at 12,000 subscribers on YouTube. We are climbing up the mountain. I tell you, we're going to break 100,000 this year. Also... Stephen K underscore global. Thank you for putting us over 70,000. Stephen K33, guys, I want you to keep following, keep tagging, keep changing the algorithm. Let's do this thing uh, because it is what it is on this channel. And when we come back, we're going to discuss some just amazing stuff that's happening in the wide world of sports after this return. Steven's in the building. Yo, yo. What up with you, man? How you doing? Good, good. There's a lot of sports going on the past few weeks. That's why I had to bring you back on the show, man, because a lot has happened. Some of my teams are out of the playoffs. Some of my teams are not in the playoffs anymore. And we got to discuss it all. But first, I want to talk about this topic right here. It was just announced, NBA. There's going to be a three-point shoot-off with Sabrina. Was it Ionescu? I think it's how to pronounce her. I'm not Jackson. Uh, uh, Inescu. Inescu. And the one, the only, Steph Curry for the three-point shoot-off. Now, you know, this This is fine. You know, I mean, I expect Steph to win. Um, the challenges of the, the controversy is the rise of women's sports, or is this the fall of men's sports? Because I don't believe one has to rise at the other's expense, right? I like the women's game. I like women's uh, sports. It is a thing, and I think we need to support them. But some are saying that because of the rule changes, because of the softness of the league, because of just how basically you can't touch anybody, it's not a physical thing, you uh, get ejected after every kind of you know wink and whatever, that this is a sign of things to come and a possible merger between the two, you know, leads because that's compared that's conspiracy theories. Um, what do you think about this? Is this uh, the end of male sports? No, I like to be honest, I don't know if it's the like this singular event 
is the rise or the fall of anything. Um, it's definitely not the fall of men's sports because <laughs> men basketball is never gonna fall. Like that's just never gonna happen. It's two men. It's becoming even more global and global each and every year. Sure. Um, you're getting more and more new type of fans. It's more. It, you got more casual fans than long long fans. So you're always gonna have that area of people that come and go, but. It's always new. It's always growing. It's constantly growing. It's going to continue to grow. So I don't think it's that. Now, I do believe it will help put more eyes on the women's game, which the women's game does need. But I don't know if it will necessarily help. I will feel I feel like more was helping the women's basketball is the new generation, which is a part of uh, Inescu. I feel like Inescu was probably one of the f- – not say found. Well, how can I put this? She's one of those guys, one of those women that got me back into like really. Okay, Nicole, I like that. I, I can see myself when I watch it. Like she was in that era. She was in that era, especially in that era of college basketball. Because I was just actually having this conversation actually yesterday, and I was like, you know what? She was one of those people that. For the longest, there was like four colleges you did, you went to, especially in women's basketball in college, which was UConn, um, Tennessee, Stanford, and UCLA. Right. And maybe I'm probably missing maybe two of them. South Carolina came on a little later, but stuff like that. But she was like one of the very first people that I was like, oh, she because I'm one, I'm an Oregon fan for those who don't know, but she she played in Oregon, so I was like, oh, okay. But is she good? Because, you know, most Oregon, especially basketball, we don't hit get the greatest recruits, men or female. So the fact that she was probably arguably one of the greatest female, not even favorite best basketball players to come out of Oregon, she's easily one of them. I'll probably the next ones you could name her to is probably Luke Ridenauer, which is going back. But I think it's just this steady – the new generation is just coming. It's too many people. I'm I'm constantly putting on people on more and more players. I just got my dad looking at Malaysia down in South Carolina. I've been told everybody about Angel Reese before she blew up. Cause and if you knew Angel, you already knew Caitlin because they played each other for years. So like I just think it's the steady growth of new people, new players constantly getting better. They're not they're not as they're more athletic. The game is more yeah. tighter. Yeah. The um the personality is being shown way more, and it's not just leaning to one side of I'm gonna be look controversial. They did for a long time. The WNBA kind of catered to the LGBTQ uh, very hard, and they kind of. Sh- they felt like I'm not saying this, but some of the players that wasn't a part of that kind of felt like they was pushed away to some degree, and now. They're pushing mothers and both. They're, they're it's a nice balance of both. So I think it's a lot of things. Of course, the W the NBA has been helping them the whole time. If you don't know about it, do your homework. But this this singular event is not gonna do nothing unless this the key thing I want you to know. Unless, unless. if if Seth somehow loses to this woman, oh Lord. See, my this the, is my they're this gonna is, take it and run with it. See, this is this is my uh, I think um, this is the good bad. The good is it's about time that 
this league is becoming profitable. And as a whole, and I don't think it's women's sports. I think sometimes we use that as a moniker. We lump them in. But women's tennis, right. you know, right. I've never heard Serena said that nobody watches us. You know, so it wasn't an issue of women's sports. Women's track, I mean, Flojo, I mean, it, it was never women's yeah. sports. It was women's basketball. MMA, and I think that right. has to be probably broken down. I always thought it was a misnomer. Um, the other thing is they're missing that player. And I've said this, they still don't have a Michael Jordan, right? Um, they don't have one person who, and, and, and I think you hit it, who is a rallying point for all to kind of like say, yeah, you know, I want my girl to be like that. Or this person resembles some type of leadership that I want to, you know, have and, I'm not saying there aren't great players. I'm not saying there aren't great Mm -hmm. athletes, but there isn't a great personality that has emerged with the matching athleticism that was overly dominant, right? I think that makeup shifts the league into a different stratosphere. And I think when you have that, when that person, that person is coming, I mean, I think of Paige Buckner. Is she still in high school? Paige? No, she's a UConn. She's a UConn, right. But she tore ACL. Yeah, um, she tore. She had like two injuries. She tore. She did something to her knee the first year, her freshman year, the sophomore year. She tore his ACL. So yeah, she back playing now. Right, and they're struggling. And struggling, right? So when Paige gets fully healthy, she's a hooper. She could dunk. Uh, one lady from is it Texas Longhorns? She, can she can. I see it. Paige. Page, yes. <laughs> no, I think you get confused with it's a woman named it's a girl. She in high school still. She's her name is Toby. She looks just like her. So I okay, think so that might be the one. She looks like her name's Toby. Yeah. She, I know her name's Toby. She she going into college. I think she's going to Duke. She can yeah two hand that joint, no problem. Right. So that's the one. I'm about to say I knew there was somebody in high school, and I'm like, this girl yeah. can jump, you know. So there, there's she's coming to the league. You have the girl from Texas. So there's some there's some athletes that are really starting to kind of like emerge. And when they get their Jay Cargill, and that's really is the best way to say it without explaining what that means. When they get their Jade Cargill, I think they'll be ready. They'll be ready I, to. I think you gotta take steps to this because, like, this is how I say this. Is what I was gonna say. I feel like they had they Mike. Who? It was Maya Moore, but she left too early. Oh, yeah, Maya. I forgot about Maya. But she left too early. But then again, I don't know because she didn't necessarily have the personality. No, she didn't. So to me, I'll say before we got to get, before we get a mic, I think we at least got to get Larry and Magic to save it. Right, which would be Angel and Caitlin. Right. So I say get them in first. Now, I'm going to tell you who I, I, Think would be the mic, and she's a freshman right now. I'm putting you on right now. As soon as we're done, I want you to go watch her. You're gonna test me like she is she the one. Okay. Juju Watkins. Yeah, for out of USC. Yeah. I'm... She's little Maya. She's really good. Uh she's not that, she, she will she she not she not what you mean she's a freshman. And she right. plays nothing like a freshman. That's true. That's your hoop. And and Naomi, you are absolutely right. Juju is a monster. But I don't think I I this is the problem. Not big enough. Not big enough. What you mean what, by big? I mean like I, she needs to be about a six three. No, yes. you don't need to be that big. No, you need to be about six 
Okay, maybe if you scale it down, because it's a woman's thing. She, what is, what is Juju? Five? Like six, two. Six, one. Six, six one. Two. Okay, okay, six feet. All right, so she's she's okay size, but nothing, I, I've watched her. I think she's fantastic. I I think Kyrie Irving, when I see her, I don't think. Kyrie? I don't see, I just don't see that. I don't see that. I mean, what do you mean? Like, what do you, when you say Mike, what are you looking for? Like, are you looking for I'm impact? Looking for I'm, I'm looking for the vertical. I'm looking for the hand width. I mean, sir, I mean, unless you want them to start checking genetically what these women, you ain't going to never get like a female Mike. I'm just saying like in terms of the impact of what Mike did, she can do that. She can be the score Mike was the, the the WNBA version score of Mike was she could be the defender Mike was she could have the mentality Mike did she ain't gonna be able nope I very I would be very shocked if I just see some woman coming through the lane sideways and just huh and just and if it is it's probably not gonna be in my lifetime like if it now like I said we got the Tobies and she's she's not rim grazing Right. That's a step up. But like I don't know if she gonna like we gotta kinda like when the athleticism you can't really think too much athleticism because the most athleticism you probably gonna get is just a high school or I'm in sixth grade and I'm gonna be like that when I'm older though. That's true. That's true. Okay. All right. So I don't know how you say coming from the side, that little hanging dog. Like that ain't happening. <laughs> that ain't happening. <laughs> <laughs> that ain't happened. The day that happened, trust me. There's your mic. There's your mic. So this is this is funny. So sticking on the topic of basketball, uh, we talk about Mike, uh, and I got to bring this up. Uh, we're getting close to the All Star game, and I'm concerned. I'm concerned because the Lakers are unpredictable, and uh, somebody's got to go, and the Bulls are starting to really improve, uh, beat the Hornets. Uh, but somebody's got to go. <laughs> it's just, I mean, both teams got to give up somebody. Uh, and I agree, David, the Bulls are absolutely trash. Oh, you're talking about the Lakers. Yeah, the Lakers are trash. So this is my, and I've been saying this, this is my trade. This is my trade, right? We need a prolific person that can be consistent that can be coached, that can take Hollywood and run with it. I think Zach Levine is perfect for that, right? I've always said they need somebody who he's from the West Coast. He's from Washington. He he can handle Hollywood, right? He's got that, that light skin magic, right? I think Zach Levine is perfect, and I would trade him. I'd give up D'Angelo. I'd give up Rui. I'd give up Vanderbilt for that guy right there. But I also want him, and I want Andre Drummond <laughs> because we're giving up a whole lot of pieces. <laughs> I'm giving up a whole lot of pieces, and we need no. we need a big body. We need they somebody to you take the no body. You no, no, we body. need a big body though. Go find one. Right, and Andre Drummond. I'm t- I know no. he was a Laker. I know the Penguin was there, and we got rid of him. Mm-mm. And I think it's just time. No, we're not going to trade Bron. And he can keep writing trade Bron, trade Bron, uh, hey, trade Bron. I, I don't see why you shouldn't. Like, I don't see why you shouldn't. You're, you only are doing a disservice for you in the future. 
hypothetically right. speaking, hypothetically speaking, let's say you traded Braun because he doesn't have a no trade clause. You trade Braun, and then you get three pieces and a pick, or you get three picks and a piece, right? Even at this stage of his career, you put Braun in a situation where he can win because he's not going to get traded to like San Antonio, right? No, man. You trade Braun to like New York, um, Chicago, uh, Boston. Boston or the Knicks. That's what I'm saying. New York Knicks. Tr- trade him to a team or trade him back to Miami with Jimmy Butler. <laughs> no, uh, I don't even know if they got the money for that. <laughs> no, nah, they don't have the Plus, Pat, Pat not going. Pat, Pat is yeah. he one of those. He's not going. Um, but trade him and the Lakers secure the next 10 years. LeBron gets his one ring, puts him at five, and then the story ends, right? I think, I do think it is time for, and you know, I'm huge. I'm a huge LeBron fan, right? I think it's time for him and the Lakers to think long-term because even if you want to play to Bronny, there's no guarantee that the Lakers could draft him. Right, and I think he has been okay. I'm sorry, y'all ain't gonna have no problem. Y'all could draft him with no problem. In either he case, not, he's, he's not good. gonna be that hard to grab. Who he's watchable. Stop. Who stop? Who <laughs> he's good. He's watchable. If Who is he? he? LeBron. Yeah, LeBron no, is very LeBron, much LeBron is good. If you, if you, I've been watching the game. I'm watching USC. I'm not saying that. I'm saying I've been watching USC. He obviously still needs to do another year. I think by next year, because it'll be fully another healthy. Another year? Kelly, let's just let, 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 <laughs> Cody, let's, 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 I'm going to just tell you. I'm going to be honest with you. I'm going to be honest with you. That man need four years. All four, need four years? years? All four years. You know why? Why? One, he's not the scorer, Bron probably ever will be. Unless he just unless he develops into that. What we know now is he's six three, solidly six three, probably not gonna go no more. He's a good athlete, but he's yeah. not the athlete his dad is. No. He has a solid three ball, his handle ain't the best, and he's not finna go down the lead poking on seven foot people. He's not gonna do that. So what he should have been doing and what Braun should have been doing, like, yeah, dog, I'm about to take I'm about to turn you into the best point guard I can possible. Yeah. Because that's the only way you're going to survive in this league. You're going to be that point guard that can def- lock anybody 6'3 and below. Not, probably even taller if because he really is like that when it comes to defense when he wants to be. But besides that, fo- fo- work on his shot, but really work on his playmaking and facilitating because that's the only way I see him having a long, successful career. If not... He he ain't gonna translate. That's fair. Look, when we return, I want to talk about before we get to this quarterback and being quarterback because I think this has been unfair criticism of Lamar Jackson. I want to talk about Jade Cargill because <laughs> it's Jade, right? <laughs> is she the greatest female wrestler of all time? I think that's worth discussing after this quick break from our sponsors. There's a hero in all of us waiting to be unleashed. 
All it takes is just that one last push. Activate the hero within with CBMK Global Supplements. All natural, steroid-free, designed to enhance performance, build muscle, and increase energy. You are unstoppable. You can do this. Become your own hero at www.cbmkglobal.store. I'm back. I'm back to my old stuff. Hey. I was like, bro, I was in there. I was like, did my old thing just pause on me? This is why. This is why I don't do. Think about liveness. Anything can happen. That's what you gotta say too. You can be like, man, that brother froze. Uh, so no, I, I don't know what. I, I, pr- I promise you, I paid uh, Xfinity. I don't know what was going on. <laughs> so, I, was I, I promise you, I'm about to write down the chat. I paid my bill. Xfinity, stop tripping. <laughs> Yo, all right. So, Jade Cargill is fire. That's what it said. I have not seen that much excitement about wrestling since the days of Taker, Stone Cold, and The Rock. And what I'm wondering with her and Bianca. Is this the start of something magical? Are we witnessing the coming of a great rivalry and the best female wrestler ever in Jade Cargill? One thing I'm shouting your heart, she will probably never be. I'm not going to say never because anything can happen. Yeah. But it'd be very hard for her to be named the greatest woman wrestler we've ever seen because this is the thing now for one for sure the hype is is real i don't know if it's as hype as as you say like a undertaker and rock because you just never gonna get to those heights ever again mm. but it's definitely it was a lot of excitement coming from where she came from aew to now wwe and i think mainly the site the the excitement is really because Especially in the community of wrestling, we all knew like she's she's WWE made. Like yeah. it's hard to explain, but we all know like she was always meant for WWE. She has the body, a WWE body. She right. has a WWE personality. So I always knew her and AW wasn't gonna last long. But the thing where I struggle to say will she be the GOAT is just because how like the amount of works that she has to put in now is it, it's really up to her. Because, like, for example, her and Bianca is not too, not, they're very similar. Like, they're very, very similar. And I'm not even talking about body. I'm not talking about race. I'm not even talking about that. I'm talking about both of them wasn't growing up the biggest wrestling fans. Both of them didn't grow up. They was into other sports. Uh, Jay played basketball, I think, with Jacksonville University. Yeah. She played for a long, she was work, focused on that. Bianca was focused on check. And then when they got out there, they always was into weightlifting. I think she did, uh, uh, she had a stint in, um, like, like, what's it called? CrossFit. So I think that's where a lot of, you find a lot of wrestlers in CrossFit. They, they do a lot of stuff in there. But, um, the thing is with Bianca, once she, start, once she tried it, when she had like when she got the opportunity to try out for WWE, she fell yeah. in love with the actual the whole thing of wrestling. 
So that's why she became so good in the short amount of time. Bianca probably, I don't know, she's probably been wrestling maybe five, six years. And I say that second or third year where we was like, yeah. oh, she got it. She's starting to figure it out. And the thing is, is it's around the same time. It's also around the same time that uh, Bianca joined too. They're, uh, Bianca is, I believe, older than Jay. Jade is 31. So she's starting around the same time as there. So it's all about her. If she wants to put the work in and it becomes the best, she, she can. But the all things about putting the work in, that's the main thing she needs. She's not the good right now. She's not even the best wrestler in America, she's not even the best wrestler in her state. She probably she's she has a lot of work when it comes between inside and the world, and also understanding the business of wrestling. It's way more than just putting learning the moves. You also got to learn the moves, and then you got to learn the the psychology of wrestling. You got to learn the crowd. You got to learn the backstage. You got to learn it's all it's, it's so many details when it comes to wrestling that make you great. Then you got to develop. Of talking, you got to be able to talk on the mic. You got to be able to entertain. Then you got to be once you figured all that. That's when they present you to. Okay, now you're ready to be champion. Now you got to learn how to be a global representation of the company because not only are you you're a champion, but they treat you like a champion. When you're on when you're a champion, WD, you're on talk shows in the morning. You're going on radio shows all around the country. You're going when they break when they like. At the stock exchange, they ask wrestlers to come in, cut the ribbons and stuff like that. That's the type of stuff they do when you're a champion. So it's up to her. If she puts the work in, she has the athleticism, she has the body, the looks, everything to be the GOAT. But right now, she is nowhere near a GOAT. I'm not even mad at that. I'm not even mad at that. That's a lot to take in. Let's jump shift uh, to Lamar Jackson, right? I was watching. It was a great playoffs. Um... Disappointing because I was rooting for the Baltimore Ravens, not because I don't like, not because I don't like Patty. I like Patty. I love Patrick Mahomes. I just wanted Lamar to get something because he's always the underdog, you know. And I was like, I want always. him. And I'm watching, and I'm watching Zante Flowers just become belligerent. I, I see his frustration. I see him get a, a touchdown in the end zone, knocked out of his hands. And I see him push down a defender who is already on the ground. I see the defensive lineman get a neutral zone infraction. I'm never, I mean, all sides is one thing, but a neutral zone infraction. Like, it was just uncharacteristic of them. And then I watched Lamar not be Lamar. And it was like he was trying to prove to everybody he could be quarterbacky. And to me, quarterbacky is a stereotype, right? I feel like it's, I, and I said that I feel like it's the new N word. And what I mean by that, it's like it is. it is. It's this mythical definition of what I should be based on a standard that, to me, is garbage anyway, right? Like Lamar Jackson is blessed with the gift of just pure athleticism, pure speed, pure lightning in a bottle. You force this man to cut off his strength and stay in the pocket and get sacked multiple times where he could have ran it up the field and straight, you know, Madden 2002, Blitz 2001, uh, play style and destroy Kansas. But instead, he tried to be quarterbacky and Baltimore lost because he's not, that's not his MO, it's not his style. 
art. And and I throw the question to you. Because I feel like they did Cam Newton the same way. With black quarterbacks, do you feel like they're forced to be quarterbacky or are they allowed to be themselves? Um well first off, I'm gonna answer that question first. I believe to they're allowed to be their self to some extent. But there always comes a time where they, where everybody feels, and it also is somewhat true where there comes a time where you're going to have to beat somebody with your arm one day. Yeah. But my thing is, today wasn't that day. No. It wasn't that day where you had to do it. Like, I get it. Like, I get everybody. Like, most most quarterbacks that win championships, most quarterbacks that's several they throw the ball. I get all that. But. My main issue was that game. First of all, that was probably out of all the games that I watched that Sunday, that was probably the most frustrating to watch. Yeah. And the reason it wasn't a reason I had to push one, the game plan was blasphemous. It was. That was the most blasphemous game plan the, the Ravens could ever do. There is no way, there is absolutely no way I'm allowing my team, who was one of the best rushing attack leagues uh, teams in the league, yeah. To only run the ball 16 times. That's insane. Yeah. You gave both of your running backs three attempts. That's true. Compared to you look across the field, they not necessarily known for their running attack, are they? The Chiefs were? No. But guess what? They ran it over 30 times. Isaiah Pacheco got it over 24 times. Yeah. And that's how they was able to play. And that's why they was able to end the game off with you. They completely played against their strength. And to me, I don't necessarily feel like the way um, I feel like the way Lamar played was more him than coaching. And the reason I say that is because I believe he was listening to everybody. He was like, oh, these mugs think I don't know how to throw. I'm going to show y'all I know how to throw. I don't need you to show y'all me you know how to throw right now. It's time to win. Right. You showed us you knew how to throw during the season. I could care less how you get the W as long as you get the W in the playoffs. This was not the time to not be Lamar. Right. Right, exactly. This was, and that's exactly what you did. I, I don't know if you heard the little clip come out with OBJ today, but he was on the sideline like, "Bro, when you take off, people, we 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 unstoppable. What's what's going on with you? Like, you can't really just sit here and sit in the back and like that's my thing. When he's thirty, maybe he'll get to that chance if you're constantly building him up as we go as we go. And now his throwing is right." But what a lot of coaches do, and what, let me say 50-50. Let me say it's probably 50% uh, coaching and it's 50% with um, Lamar. You cannot sit here and turn your quarterback into what you want him to be. Right. Not in the playoffs. Not in the playoffs. Right. There were so many times where he was sitting here missing. It was either too far of a throw or the, short, the throw was short. And I'm sitting here like, bro, run the ball. You, that gap is right there. Just go. You ain't got it right now. And and a lot of things, it's almost like in basketball. If you can't make that three, what coach tell you to do? Go find and get the way to get that layup so you can get right. 
Right. And that's what we tell. That's what they how some people that know how to coach mobile quarterbacks. That's what they tell you. Do. Take the layups. Take that 15 year old dump off. Go run for five and slide to get you in your rhythm. Because that's a lot how a lot of people do it. He just wasn't doing that. So I'm eager. I didn't watch the game about twice. I'm going to watch it again. I'm going to go watch some more tape on it. But I have no idea what that game plan was that day. And you sat there and played around with, with one of the greatest quarterbacks we ever seen. And you got beat. And that's what we expect to happen. But from a totality, you fell for the trap. You mm. fell for the trap. You you was listening to the outside nose instead of worried about what was going in inside your own locker room. I don't care about that quarterbacky stuff. I'm telling you right now, ain't nobody gonna be talking about quarterbacky when you holding that trophy up. That's true. Nobody will care. I promise you. If you throw ten times and you win the game, nobody is going to care. Speaking of quarterbacky, who was not quarterbacky? Jared Goff. And the reason why I said this. Underthrowing passes, like underthrows, not tight in pocket or an arm. You're up at halftime and you get the game taken from you. You've been aggressive all year and Dan Campbell is known for going for it. And then in the first half, you're in the end zone, you kick a field goal. You totally change the philosophy of your team in a game before the Super Bowl. If there was a proven definition of what quarterbacky was not, it was during the Detroit Lions game. The Detroit Lions game was theirs to lose, and they lost it. It's not that Brock Purdy was so fantastic because Brock Purdy, this he did some nice throws. He had some nice throws, but he didn't come alive into that really that second half. It wasn't that Debo was just running all over the field. I mean, not Debo, yeah. Uh, Christian McCaffrey, and it wasn't that Debo was doing his thing. It wasn't that Nick Boza was sacking. It was the fact that Detroit choked. But I have not heard one single criticism about the Detroit Lions. Why is Detroit so protected amongst criticism? I think you – I think – I think they are getting critiqued, but it's not in a – typical way that you expect anybody else to get critiqued. Um to me, I felt like we do got a new black person in the in the um the, the black woman. Shout what out. Was that? What was that? Jake Gill. Lord Jesus. No, you said a new black woman. I mean besides Jade, you said new. That's what I was talking about. Oh yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. But yeah, um <laughs> I didn't necessarily feel like Jared Goff played terrible. Like he pretty played a pretty solid game. He was uh twenty five for forty one, yeah. finished with two seventy three on the um on the passing on yards and um six point seven yards per throw. Pretty good, pretty solid. But I think um what do you say? Did your cause? Yeah, I'm, I'm addressing that. Baby <laughs> I'm addressing that. Baby <laughs> but yeah, he's um to me. I feel like they lost this game with coaching being over aggressive. Cause yeah, we know he's aggressive, but I'm gonna get there. And I feel like because I talked to one of my uh homies that's a coach, and we talked about we feel like Detroit kind of swung for the fences a little too early in the offseason. And let me explain why. Okay. When you building a team, right? Most people want to build through the draft, but 
when you build it through the draft, you t based on where you're at and where you're projected to be, it depends on how you draft. Now, when the draft was going on, everybody knew what was some of the main things you could improve on on the defensive side. Some people wanted a quarterback, but most people realized you didn't necessarily need a quarterback in this moment. So we felt like they could have beefed up on the weapons and the defense. True. Now, they got Branch, which we was like, okay, that makes sense. But the first few picks was a running back, Jameer Gibbs, right. and the second one was Sam Laporte, a tight end. And we was like, those to in the football world, those picks when you pick how you at those positions, those are luxury positions that you pick at. Those the picks you pick at when you're a contender already, and you just need something to get you a little bit over. So when you it's time to win that championship, you can't. Right. So now you swung for the fences. You wasn't a playoff team before this year. You didn't make it. That's true. That's so it's true. a difference between, okay, you're close, you're in the playoffs, let's do that, versus you still needed a defense. Like, one thing we know about this Detroit team was it was good all around, but nothing was great. No, nothing was great. The offense was good, the defense is good, but nothing was great. So what happened to me was on top of your – um, on top of your D, your your um coach being very aggressive, you just had a lot of young dudes out there making mistakes. Jameer Gibbs gave up a, a turnover before half that yeah. turned the tide in the momentum. You got dudes off the street who used to be a bear that was trash named Kendall Vendor that had a pick in his hand and it slapped him right in his face. Yeah, I saw that. <laughs> you got Sam Laporta not making all the plays that he could. Right. And then on top of that, you got a bonehead coach that want to just not take the points that you do, do a fake punt and stuff like that, not go for field goals and stuff like that. And, yeah, that's why you lost the game. So, to me, how I felt, like, you remember when you was telling, asking me how I feel about Oregon? I was like, eh, something's going to cost us. Yeah. That's how I felt about Detroit. Because I said, him, our coach, Oregon, or Oregon coach, and Dan, and Dan Campbell is almost one in the same. He's just younger. Yeah, They're just over-aggressive. And I said, one day that aggressiveness is going to bite you. Right. And it did. And I think to, to sum it up, I think with Detroit, a uh, team full of good players, no great players. Um, and goodness will take you so far until it's time <laughs> to be great and you realize you can't be. Right, right, and the right. playoffs is where great players really? shine. Right, that's why Tom Brady can roll through the playoffs. That's why you know Patrick Mahomes can roll through the playoffs. That's why To with a broken foot can roll through the playoffs because it's made for great players. And your goodness mm -hmm. will stop. And honestly, you know, they had one coming. You know, so uh, shout out, great season. I doubt if they repeat that again, and I doubt if they're that good next year. Um, I do want to answer this question. It's his name and threw it out here. <laughs> oh, yeah, I got hit his. Let, let me answer this. Uh, brother, Pastor Naaman, this one, I'm answering your question. Yes, you did. It was about 15 years ago. Yeah, 15 years ago. Bad down memory lane. Right. And we had a Northern Illinois basketball game. Oh, and Pastor Naaman was on the court, and he was lighting our team up. 
his team. I forgot who was on his team, but um, it was pretty much just him. The rest of his team was pretty trash, but it was pretty much just him. But he was lighting us up. And I was coaching. I was coaching because I'm a great coach. I don't play ball anymore. I'm a great coach. And um, he was just running, you know, havoc all over us. <laughs> Mostly because he could shoot. So I tell the diva, I tell my team, hey, look, came up with a strategy, a trap. I think we did a one three one zone uh, because I realized, you know, name is going to try to penetrate and then dump it off. Right. Like he's not going to, um, you know, necessarily always pull for the three, but he is going to start the office in motion. All of a sudden we cut the lead, got the lead back, won the game, isolated, took name and out. It was the greatest defensive strategy because I realized something. Teams win games. Players don't. Name was a great player, but that team was booty. <laughs> so, <laughs> so that's what happened. And your team was booty. And that's why that team at Freedom Temple was a little bit better. And uh, we ended up doing, I think Chris Taylor was on the team, Lamont. Uh, who else? It was a few others. Uh, but uh, Pastor Williams, teams win games. Players don't. Unless your name is LeBron James. Uh, so spe- speaking of LeBron, LeBron James, um, I'm gonna have to go with this. I'm gonna have to go with this one. Um, I see, I see it coming to an end, and I never wanted to say that, right? Like it's it's hurting me to say this, but I see it coming to an end. I see the door closing, huh? Yeah. And he is he's starting to slide. A little bit. A little bit, not a lot. You can't really see it, but you can see it if you pay attention to the game. I think right now it's time to officially plant him in NBA history. I'm looking at everything. He's not already in history. He's already planted, but it's time to uh, uh, give a coronation. You know, they gave MJ a coronation after the first three championships. I think it's time to give LeBron the coronation of goat of this generation, uh, oh. King Goat. And here's here's my argument. Here's why. Here's why LBJ uh, is the goat. Uh, Eric, I hope you're listening, so you can stop sending me reels. And uh, you can understand this. First of all, uninterrupted career. Longevity means something. There's a reason why Bo Jackson is not in the Hall of Fame. It's not because Bo wasn't great. We don't have enough years to assess Bo's greatness. Small we have, yeah, we have over 21 years to look at LeBron's NBA career. Longevity matters. Second thing is he is a leader in almost every major statistical category. He's in the top 10. When you look at that, there aren't too many players who's number one in scoring and number 10 in everything else. He stands alone in that. The third thing is this is what I call carrying the torch. Name me a player post MJ who actually carried the NBA. LeBron James. 
I love Kobe. I respect Kobe. He was never the face of the NBA. Now, that was a marketing decision. That was because he couldn't be. That was because he didn't have the talent. The NBA never made him the face of the NBA. When you think about revenue and you think about the face, you think of LeBron James, his impact. And then the fourth thing is, regardless of the final stats, regardless of how many times he's lost, he has over, he has 10 trips. We have 10 documented NBA final occurrences. That is, and he's only what? Second behind Bill Russell, as far as most NBA final occurrences, right? When you look at the total package, and this is what I say, assess it from a total package, not from a documentary, not from a documentary, because if you assess it from a documentary, injury is always going to win that. Assess it from a total resume builder. LeBron James is the GOAT of NBA history. What say you this? Hold on. You said history. Now. Oh, well, I'm a generation. History. I'm a generation, but I, I do. Okay. All right. I was like, wait a minute now. You moved it now. Um, I don't have too many things to say on that. Like, I, I don't disagree. Um, he's definitely the go to my generation of my generation for sure. Um, the only reason like it wouldn't be Kobe is for <laughs> we all know why. Yeah. And it was just that on a long time, but that it was just he was the perfect person outside of basketball wise because there's very few people that is likable as he is. There's very few people that's articulate as he is. There's very few people that has just that presidency about himself. Right. Like right. he knows when and where he's at at all time. He know what he can and cannot do. You're never going to catch him out of pocket. Right. But like, I know people can make the argument for Kobe. I, I technically can make the argument for Kobe. I just know to be the GOAT, it also has a lot to do out with outside of the outside of the basketball. And ain't nobody in this generation touching touching LeBron when it comes to the impact he did outside of basketball. No, and it's not. And I I will I will when we get back to break, I will discuss the Kobe legacy. And then I'll move on to our last topic on sports betting. Uh, but as I find my uh, break, hopefully this thing doesn't interrupt like last time. After a quick word from our sponsor. <laughs> I literally just tried the best pre-workout on the planet. With Superpower pre-workout, you have increased focus and a power boost every single time you work out. It's not only packed with 225 milligrams of caffeine, but it also has citrulline and creatine. It's insane how much energy and focus I had during my workouts. If you're ready to take your workouts to the next level, then ditch your current pre-workout and get the superpower pre-workout to be your own hero. Yo, www.cvmkglobal.store. Look, before I got to the podcast, before I came here, I was in the gym. Why? Because it was arms and back day. I literally was on the leadership meeting for Freedom Temple and I was working out at the same time because that's what I do. I multitask. That's what I do. I multitask. I will not allow church to make me big. I will not. <laughs> and I take my superpower, you know, because I worked it out. I'm a working human being. I was tired. I felt alive. And then I stacked it with the creatine. I felt even more alive. 
with the creatine for real. That creatine for real. Why don't you get it? What you ain't no dog? <laughs> what you ain't no dog? www.cbmkgolf.store, y'all. Go to the website. Go to the click on the three bars. Signature supplement. Select. Put it called CBMK24. 24% off. www.cbmkglobal.store. All right. Let's talk about Kobe's legacy. Kobe Bryant has never been appreciated for what he brought to the game. Kobe Bryant was never appreciated in its entirety to after he was retired and unfortunately after that tragic incident. Kobe Bryant unfortunately came in a time where he had to step in the shoes of Michael Jeffrey Jordan. And regardless if they fit or not, he had to at least try them on. Where LeBron said, no, these are my shoes. I don't need to wear your shoes. And he did his own thing. The unfortunate part is that I think the greatness of Kobe battle, A, because he had Shaq. B, he came to an established team with a coach that did not want to play him. C, because he was not <coughs> in high school. I mean, he was liked, right? He was really liked, but he wasn't like – if you look at that McDonald's All-American team, Paul Pierce was on it and a few others, there were other recruits that had more public notoriety, right? Kobe always was a villain, and that's the problem. It's not because he didn't possess the skill – Kobe was amazing, but Kobe Bryant, unfortunately, you have to really go back and watch and realize how good he was. And I think only a true fan of basketball would understand the greatness of Kobe Bryant. If you're just a casual person, you know, Kobe's going to blend in with like Vince Carter and T-Mac. But if you sit there and really watch from footwork to determination to games played to minutes played. And you'd be like, who is this kid? You know, Kobe Bryant is on Mount Rushmore, but unfortunately the critics that be will never give him a monument. What are your thoughts about Kobe Bryant's legacy? I honestly feel like a, a nice portion of fans kind of remember just solely that Shaq and Kobe connection a little too much. Yeah. And the reason I say that is because if you really look at this 2019 nine Lakers team when they won the championship, yeah, I wasn't really supposed to win that. No. Like, his best player on that team was Paul Gasol. And the next best player was probably a young Andrew Bidem. Before the bowling so, incident. Yeah, before the bowling incident. <laughs> and, you know, he the whole team with, like, Metal Peace. Yeah. Lamar Odom. Yeah. Derek Fisher, who was, like, 36. Like, yeah. I think a lot of people, because even me, like, I get what you're saying. Because, like, for the longest, I didn't give Kobe his credit. And it wasn't because he was good. It was just strictly because my dad was a fan. And I was, like, the rival against everything my dad did. Yeah. But... Once he tore that Achilles, I was like, hold on. It just it was like an epiphany. It was like, 
Yeah, he ain't got long left. I need to really soak up as much as I got left. Let me stop hating. Let me pay attention. And then that's when, and it was also around the same time my love for sports started. So I went back doing my homework. I was like, oh my God. But like, I think those, though, that fourth and fifth championship, Mm -hmm. you can argue it versus a lot of that, that. You can argue it versus that. Cleveland team he won with LeBron did, yep. and both of those rings in the Heat. To be honest, you can argue it, and if I was arguing it, I think I could win it with on the Kobe side. But like, like you said, like, like I said, thing. I think the main thing that made Kobe not the quote unquote goat is just because you got to think like they crowned LeBron the dude at high school. Yeah, and he did it. <laughs> like, there's very few people that was the next such and such, and became the next such and such. They called Kobe the next Mike, and he became Mike for sure. Yes, he did. But the thing is, he didn't have that pressure that LeBron did. That's true. And that's just—I think that's the only difference, impact wise. They're gonna send Mike LeBron out before they send Kobe. They got some to speaking engagement somewhere, and they need an NBA player there. They're gonna send LeBron more than Kobe, and it has nothing to do with their game. It's strictly on the person. Kobe would sit here say, "You soft mf I don't care. LeBron not gonna play." And that's why LeBron mainly the goat. He was nice. <laughs> he was the part. He was literally the perfect storm. That's true. That is so true. All right, look, when we return, we're going <laughs> to wrap up. We're going to talk about sports buddies because, bro, these rubs are getting out of hand. And I'm starting to call a spade a spade after this quick break. If you think exercise alone got me looking like this, well, think again. CVMK Global Super Thick got me right. I'm obsessed, and yeah, I won't stop talking about it because it helped me grow in all the right places. Its creatine provides a fast and reliable way to increase your power, size, and shape, and it's scientifically proven to help you reach your physical goals in a safe, controlled manner. So if you want to increase muscle size, pump, and thickness in your muscle groups, you need Super Thick. Yo, www. I'm telling you, man. I use I use it. www.cvkglobal.store. Yo, super thick the creatine. That threw me way off. What I was gonna say, I'm gonna have to write that in the chat because I can't say it today. Dot store, y'all. www.cvmkglobal.store. I'm telling you. Pre-workout superpower protein. I'm right now, so you know my wife and I. You know February we're, we turn it up or not in our diet. We decided, hey, no meat. I'm, I'm not talking about fish. I'm talking about everything vegan. So I had to switch from my whey protein to my vegan protein transform. We carry that too. I want you to get there. Go to trans, uh, not transform. Go to www.cvkglobal.store. Get the transform the vegan protein and chocolate and or in vanilla. Use code CVMK24 for 24% off. Sports betting. Yo, we gotta we gotta talk about how bogus these refs are. From the NFL to the NBA, I really think sports betting has destroyed sports, and it's always been there. There's always been a dark underhand to sports, right? Throwing whether yeah. it's boxing or whatever, that has always been there. But now it's just not hiding, right? Like it's in plain sight. And I'm seeing refs do things, call things that absolutely don't make any 
type of sense. I saw them call. I think it was on Matt Strauss. He handed the ball to the ref. And the ref Bro, I've yet to see that. Somebody kept telling. I've yet to see that. I, I saw he looked this up. Handed the ball to the ref, and the ref called a tag. <laughs> and everybody was just like, to the point, it's like the refs have, they're trying to influence the game. And I think it's because sports betting. I think when you have an over and under, and you have to get within a certain win percentage or a certain points or a certain, you know, error. All of a sudden, a felonious call gets called out of thin air. And I'm starting to wonder. Is the love of money when I get the money out that thug balls of harmony? <laughs> is it destroying sports to the point that the game is rigged? Do you believe that the outcomes are rigged? I won't necessarily say it's rigged, but it's definitely, I think the perfect word is what you said, it's influenced. Yeah. It's definitely influenced. Like, you definitely be like, like my homie always see like a, a weird foul call, and he be like, what's the spread? Like, yeah. now go four and a half. He be like, see? See? But like, I, so I think it's a little bit to do with it, for sure. But I think the main issue with that is, on top of sports betting being a problem is, you let these refs, you let these refs have a, you letting them have a too much of a personality out there. That's true. Like, if you, I just watched it, and the main thing it is was, I'm gonna be honest. She was like, he gave me this ball with a little bit of attitude. You can't do that. I'm a ref. <laughs> Twick. Yeah. Ain't nobody asked you to dictate what was the attitude or not. We told you out here to call a foul. Like, that's the thing. You're allowing these refs to become a part of the game. We didn't ask that. And if you're going to do that, which is fine. Okay, that's fine. If you're going to sit there and let them call and count the game, have them talk to the media. Let them get fined. Don't just sit there and have them a safety net around them versus whenever somebody says something about them, they get fined. Shoot. Um... What's his name? Anthony Edwards just got $40,000 today. I saw that. I saw, yeah. And he said, but they can't fine. sit there. They can't sit there and explain why they're doing their calls, why they made that calls. There's no explanation. All we get is an email in the morning on Twitter and say, yeah, our fault. We made the wrong call. What does that do? So, like, there's just. The main problem is on top of sports betting because sports betting is definitely a part of it because a known thing in the, in the ref world, especially in basketball, that started maybe in the last three to five years is, you know, the reason why we 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 call fouls after the, the basket comes in is because we don't want to mess up the flow of the game. Right. <laughs> Ain't nobody asked y'all to be psychologists <laughs> or refs. Ain't nobody asked y'all to do all that. Your job is to call the rules of the game, not to, oh, well, if you do that, then they go get mad at me. for Bro, call the game. Call the game. That's it. Just call the game. And, man, I, I see why these doggone Bible states was not trying to let sports betting in because not only is it make it's causing crazy in our own lives, I think this is like the 
uh, our football player. That's like the fourth athlete since this became available for athletes to do to get in trouble by it. Well, think about it this way. This, this, this is how wild sports betting is. All right, let's take basketball. All right, point spread. You got to drop 25, but you got to lose by three. You at 22, and it's tie game with three minutes left. I know if I hit the three, I break even, but there's a $100,000 payout. All I got to do is not play defense and let a three go. <laughs> you know, so like, bro, that's right. what I'm saying. Like, the thing about sports betting is the morality and the consciousness of the game is destroyed. I think the fan, obviously, I mean, betting on it, I, yeah, I don't, I know a lot of people that do bet. I don't bet on games. I would suck at it, first of all, because I'm not good at calling over and unders. That's very, very hard. You got to be super lucky or a genius, you know, or a mix of both. So, um, but the fans doing it and then how much money or how much power and influence it creates over the players is the problem. And you get that Tim Donahue effect, man. Eventually they're going to start, I'm telling you, you're going to see, you know, calls looking a lot funnier. <laughs> you know? So, you know, I think it's it's one of those things, obviously, money will influence behavior. And the only way to mitigate that is to severely penalize. Like, if we catch you, you know, you your, your contract could be voided. You know, that has to be the punishment. It can't be like a 10-day suspension because no player, everybody be like, well, whatever, I'm still getting paid. You know, so... Uh, you know, that would have to be that. But I, I do think that when you don't take sports betting seriously, when you don't have sanctions that can actually properly govern the flow and track how money is being used in the game, these are the uh, the lapses, the moral lapses that are going to occur. Steve-O, it's been a pleasure, my friend. Where can the people connect with you, my man? They can follow me on NBA Central as well as Chicago Bears Central. I'm also about to be dropping a lot of more episodes and content on Shy Sports Central. So Shy, tune into that too. Shy Sports Central is coming down. You got a quick video, so you know where to follow us. Hey, what's up? It's CVMK33. Look, I want you to subscribe, hit the notification bell, subscribe here, 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 everywhere so you can get the latest and greatest of this podcast content. Stay tuned. Look, YouTube at CVMK. Instagram, CVMK underscore global. It is what it is underscore show. CVMK33. And where the best supplements are, from your proteins to your uh, pre-workouts to your BCAAs to everything. We got a male hormonal snack, y'all. I almost said I almost showed the video today. I didn't. I'm going to do it next time. That's because it wouldn't load. We were trying to get it okay. earlier. If you're having trouble in your wobble, you need better up. www.cvmkglobe.store. And for the females, if you having trouble in your wobble, <laughs> blow up. www.cvmkglobe.store. Where it goes now, use code CVMK24. I'm trying to help you. Trying to help you. We got better things to pray over on the altar. www.cvkglobal.store. And until next time, guys.